Welcome to the Get to Know You episode of the Magnificent Whiskers podcast. My name is Jeremy, <laughs> and I'm here with Colby, and we are going to be your hosts. Um, Colby, I wanted to start this out. Uh, the idea behind this episode is, as we discussed, a, a kind of a get to know you. Alrighty. So I actually came up with a couple of questions um, that I wanted to ask you, uh, just so that our listeners have some idea of who you are. These are these are the important questions. This is really going to get down to the meat of uh, who's the guy on the other end of the microphone. I mean, I think the meat of this is, the title of this podcast is The Magnificent Whiskers, and I was not informed of this decision. I disagree. And I, okay I told you every your ability to remember that I told you is notwithstanding. Um <laughs> So and and that uh, so I decided on that title for a multitude of reasons and there's many layers not the least of which being that uh, in a, a separate kind of B side episode of this get to know you piece um, we're going to be talking with my other co-host which is gonna well we'll talk about her later but she loves cats uh, okay and not necessarily to a, like a clinical level <laughs> okay <laughs> but she's anyway I maybe I just said that to try to make it fit anywho. So, first question. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, so vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Okay. Do you want to go into why, or are you just going to pick that? Sure, I can go into why. Sure. Uh, for me, the, the core psychological struggle in the representation of vampires and werewolves, they both represent opposite sides of the coin of loss of control. They represent the loss of one's control to baser instincts. Werewolves being a loss of that control utterly. You are taken over by them. You often cannot remember what you have done. You are incapable of controlling your actions or remembering or having any input. With a vampire, the loss of control is more an acceptance of the necessity of those aspects or a loss of one's sense of self to it, but you are still in control. You still maintain your faculties, your decision-making process. That decision-making process may just be work. So... In a situation where I have lost control of myself, I would still want awareness. Okay. And how much of it has to do with sex? None, actually. C come on. Not, most of the people, most people who engage in this particular question um, find, when, when you really dive into the whole mythos behind these monsters, it's all rooted in sex. What is I it mean, rooted in sex? I mean, there, there is definitely <laughs> a... Like, a sexual aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, their representation in various media can mm -hmm. be pointed to for that. Uh, but Literally no every vampire movie ever. Except for maybe, um, what, Tarantino's? No, even Tarantino's. Have you seen the amount of feet that that man puts in his movies? <laughs> there is absolutely sex involved. Okay, um, so, also, notwithstanding, I may already know the answers to these questions, but clearly this isn't for me. Uh, Star Wars or Star Star Trek? Ah, uh, they're, mm. they're so, they're so, they're such different beasts. Like, movies versus uh, television shows for the most strictly part. Strictly movies. Um, well, if... I know we're playing more in Star Wars yeah. Arena by saying strictly movies, but... Yeah, um, as far, I'm, I'm gonna break this down to the <laughs> lore. As okay. far as, like, the lore and the universes go, I am a Star Trek fan. Really? I I love Star Trek. I love its beautifully optimistic view but not naive view of humanity and our future as a species, the integration of technology into the lives of human beings. Or assimilation, the, depending it, on what storyline. Yes, but again, it, even when it takes like examines difficult questions, it still takes an optimistic view of humanity's possibility, of our adaptability and potential for growth. And I love that. I love that. 
football or football? Honestly, I prefer soccer. Okay. Uh, I prefer to watch soccer because as much as people may complain, oh, nothing happens because goals don't happen as often, there is always something happening in a soccer game. The ball is always moving. The Like, the pause between, oh, ball's out of play and ball's back in play is less than 10 seconds. Right. Like, somebody gets the ball and throws it or kicks it back into play. Football, like, one-tenth of the game or less is actually spent playing the game. No, there's a dramatic, even when, even yeah. when the game is being played, it's just two lines of people staring at each other until they move <laughs> for five seconds, then they stop again. Yeah, but man, there's something to be said for that tension and build up and an explosion of action. And I, then I I can you, see it, you know. and there's and and there's definitely something to be said for six hundred pound men in armor slamming into each other until one of them stops moving. Right. But so I'm, t- I'm sure I've shared my theory on this with you. I'm actually so uh, I'll go through these questions myself later. But um, <clears throat> I'm way more for American football, uh, and it's my opinion that the the science and the studies that have been coming out in regard to concussions and overall long-term effects of playing the game, uh, it's my opinion that eventually we're either going to over-regulate the sport to where people don't want to watch it anymore, or they're just going to finally make the decision to um, have them put on, like, spikes and metal <laughs> armor and just tear the shit out of one another. Well, I mean, to be fair, the, the idea of regulating the game until people didn't want to play it has been a concern since they made people wear helmets. Yeah, like, but you're going to get... We're so far beyond just that anymore because there's no amount of protective equipment with present technology that they're going to be able to introduce that they're going to keep... That's going to keep them safe. And so now true. we're starting to nitpick at the rules and when and how you can hit somebody and who you can hit. Before, you used to be able to slaughter anybody on the field. And now there's certain rules where you can't hit the quarterback at certain times. It, it makes sense. It just takes a lot of the blood sport out of the sport. And there's a Which lot of is, people who, who vicariously, you know, scratch their violence itch by watching a 475-pound linebacker flatten a 200-pound quarterback. Which is definitely a consideration for, you know, the role of the sport. It, you know, it's the same reason that com- literal combat sports like boxing and MMA have existed and are popular. It's it's definitely an important part of the discussion, but again, it's some it's not one of the reasons that I watch it. Right. So, but you watch soccer, so it's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, musical or straight play? I love me a musical. Yeah. I I I love musicals, and I I don't understand people whose argument against musicals is why are people singing? <laughs> and, and I've actually had this discussion before because our my group of friends, our group of friends, we are always singing. We are literally yep. always on the verge of breaking out into song and or dance. At any moment. At any moment. And it's like, I, I, I watched a reviewer reviewing a, a movie that I love. It was The Road to El Dorado. Okay. And he I was, love that movie. It, it's so good. But was he was, it, did you see that they want, there was a meme going around where it was going to be Neil Patrick Harris oh, and yeah. who? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It was so good. It'd be so but much fun. Cutting back, it, like, the person said the art style felt odd to them because of how incredibly high energy the animation was. And it didn't feel like it fit the character designs because the character designs were fairly tame and it felt like a juxtaposition. But then I realized it worked for me because my friends are, in fact, that high energy. And we do react like that. So it it wasn't a juxtaposition for me. 
Absolutely. And, uh, the, you know, the, I intended for this to go for two minutes. We're almost at the 10-minute mark. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think that's going to be par for the course. Yes. <laughs> 90s rap or current rap? 90s rap. Okay. 100%. I don't uh, even think we have to go into that. Which Hogwarts house do you belong to? Uh, I am a Hufflepuff. Okay. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Nice. I love DC. I really do. But Marvel is what I cut my teeth on. It's what I have read. It's yep. what I've read the most of. It's where my favorite superheroes lie. And while I love DC superheroes, DC is such a dense entry point. Like, it is hard to find an entry point into DC that lets you keep going in DC. Like, there are great moments in DC that you can read independent of the rest of the lore, but to try to get in and, say, start reading all of Batman is very hard. It There's... There is so much that you need to know. Uh, and, like, I've been watching various podcasts and streams of people talking about comics, and they all agree, like... I love DC. I don't know where to, how to tell you to get into DC. Mm. Whereas Marvel has a ton of accessible entry points. Like, they have large events that are mostly self-contained, and you'll be left with some questions, possibly. But they're but answerable. They're, they're answerable questions. Whereas, you know, DC's major events are literally... There are infinite universes. All of them are from different storylines that we've already printed. We've connected a couple of them, but not all of them. You'll have to guess which ones actually count. And <laughs> broke. There's now one. What? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, staycation or vacation? I, it's... I know I'm asking someone who's taken how many of either? I am... I, I'm a kind of person who grew up in situations where getting to go on vacations was very rare. Right. Uh, and I have enjoyed the couple that I've taken, and they have a role. But honestly, I like just staying home. Just staying like, away I, from work. Yeah. Not even away <laughs> from work, but I like being home. Like, the things that I like to do. I, I definitely enjoy the idea of, like, going and experiencing new things, but... I like to be home, say, working on a craft that I'm doing. It's the role of a home, though, yeah. right? You create a this, space that's comfortable for you. Yeah, this so is my place. the idea of wanting to get away from that seems somewhat counterintuitive to the idea of being having a home. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of real quickly touch on any one of these. Um, for me, it's Werewolf. Uh, and honestly, what taking everything that you said into consideration, and, and I don't disagree with any of it, um, it's all about the sun. And okay. I love the sun too much to not... And I get it. Like, it depends on the lore that you're in. But just the first answer that I would give anybody right now is Werewolf. Gotcha. And Colby, you've played enough Dungeons & Dragons with me and heard me talk about Skyrim enough that you understand that if I can change into a werewolf or if there's a... Or a were-tiger, um, because that's really just my preference, so I'm gonna do it. So you need to look up the Bloodhunter class. Oh. Which is really fun. Is this in a new uh, Unearthed Arcana? No, it, I, I don't know if it's an... Uh, I think it is technically on D&D Beyond, which is really cool, but it's actually a, a class that Matt Mercer made up for... I like his gunsmith. Uh, he made it up, here's the fun part, gunsmith. for Vin Diesel to play on a stream called D&D Diesel, where they, they had... Uh, I know about yes, this, yes! They had Vin Diesel playing uh, his character from the the Witch Hunter movie, the last Witch yeah, Hunter. Yeah, 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 I saw some of that. Yeah, they had him playing that character, and he made up a class for it, and he has adapted it over time into a, a well-rounded class that people are very fond of. Oh, 
Oh, man. All right. Well, I actually have it pulled up here so I can read it later, but I'm yeah. putting it away because reading it right now would be inappropriate. Um, <laughs> I'm all about the Star Wars. Uh, okay. I have a deep appreciation for what Star Trek is and, and what the, the impact that it's had and what their storytelling does. But for me, dude, the Force and lightsabers. Like, you just can't get away from the mystical aspect of it. And the, they, both, they, they both apply to what I'm about to say. But I enjoy the more mythological-esque lore and hi rich history and backstory that Star Wars has to it way more than I enjoy the very kind of realistic... Political aspects. Yeah, the political aspects. Especially because, especially in today's climate, if I'm watching a movie or a television show, I'm not all that into the politics of it. And, and Star Wars touches on that. Star Wars touches on some of the... But for me, the Jedi, the, the, the Sith, and then they, oh, they they started to introduce Grey Jedi. And yep. I'm just... Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, and yeah. also, one of my favorite storylines of any video game, period, one of my favorite fictional storylines, was the one of um, uh, Starkiller. Yeah. Uh, the Force Unleashed. Yeah, that and was definitely a good storyline. If they story ever folded that into canon, I would just be the most happy boy <laughs> ever. Uh, touch on this before, but I do prefer Americanized football, and that has everything to do with the fact that I grew up in America uh, watching football with a football-loving family, and um, soccer uh, was always thought of something foreign. You know, I, I accept I that it. as part of my upbringing. Um, it's not that I don't like soccer, it's that I like football more. And I love the spectacle of it. That's fair. There's That's... so much... Uh, I'm all about the musical as well, but that's for very much the same reasons that you had des described, um, both watching and performing, yeah. uh, I'm much singing. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I've, I've, one, most of my theatrical experience is actually heavily Shakespearean. I've done a lot of Shakespeare, uh, actually I've probably done more, uh, non-musical theater than musical theater, but musical theater's experiences that I have are so much richer for yeah. me. Like, I, I, I've built such strong emotional connections with the cast that I've worked with during musicals. There's, it, it, is, it is an energetic and emotional experience I agree. Musicals. And I think, I think it also depends on the part that you get if you're in a straight play for that. Because I can say that I've been in plays where I've had extremely powerful uh, connections, emotional connections to the characters, to my co-stars, uh, but I, I, when you're, there's just something about music that takes that to the next level. Absolutely. And you don't get that in a straight play. Um, I didn't want to belch over the microphone. Anyway, uh, next one was 90s rap or current rap. It's 90s rap all day long, all over the place. Uh, I actually cook to yeah. 90s rap. When I cook, I, I put in Lil Will Smith, Lil, Lil Miami. And I'm convinced it makes my food taste better. <laughs> it's true. I am a Ravenclaw, although strangely enough... So I, I believe that the, we both use the same metric to judge this. Um, personal preference aside, J.K. Rowling put up Pottermore. She has the test up there, and we both took that, and I'm pretty sure it said you were Hufflepuff. Uh, surprisingly, I, I took the test when it first came out, and at that time I actually came out Gryffindor, but lost my access to that account Uh due to circumstances yeah. and uh, got Hufflepuff the next time. That's exactly what happened to me and that's exactly what happened to me. So yeah. I first came out, <laughs> I, I first took the test, I was Ravenclaw, I stayed off of it for a couple of years, came back, retook the test, they said Hufflepuff and I said that's BS. <laughs> uh, and only because 
there's nothing about me that's Hufflepuff. Like there are certain I, I fit some of the criteria, but there's I'm I I could I could debate that for days, but I will leave it to you. I appreciate that, uh, especially because if you really think about it, the only criteria for getting into Gryffindor is wanting to get into Gryffindor. So most you know depending on. No, not, there's nothing that that depends on. It's li- the, the sorting hat literally puts you in Gryffindor if you ask, because it takes a level of brevity to do so. It will also put you into any other uh, house if you desire it. If you have a heartfelt desire for that That's house. That's a fair point. Uh, I'm also going to go with Marvel for pretty much the same reasons. Um, it's weird. We've never like we've talked about all of these things before, but I never noticed how many of these we actually had in common. Um... Like, I've never looked at it on a list. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Marvel was exactly the same thing. Well, that's not true. Actually, my first superhero experience was Batman. That's fair. I mean, I, I but probably... But I'm also a couple years older than you are. I was going to say, I, I probably watch... saw, like, the television show and whatnot. I with had... Adam West? Yes. Well, no, not with Adam West. The 90s animated one. I saw that. Right. My mom and I actually used to watch the Adam West one together. And okay. it was really funny because part of the reason I got into it is I thought my mom liked it. And my mom got into it because she, she thought I liked it. Okay. And then I found out years later my mom actually doesn't like it. So oh, so man. my my whole basis for starting to love superheroes was born of a lie. Uh, so that in and of itself is a good origin story. But Marvel, uh, Spider-Man is my favorite hero by far. I have others that come really, really close. I will say... Spider-Man is my favorite Oh, hero. I love Spider-Man. I, love I Spider-Man will say so unequivocally much. right now my favorite television show, period, Superhero or otherwise, my favorite TV show that is presently being broadcast is The Flash. Okay. Even with this new season where I know a lot of people are like, oh, let me tell you something. That Savitar storyline was so good. It was going to be so hard to get close to it, let alone top it. Um, but it's my. But all that aside, I, if, I, if I'm picking either one, I'm going to go with Marvel. Uh, and lastly, um, I'm going to go with Vacation. Because even though I have a wanderlust, that's absolutely true. I have it's so strong, and I want to see other places of the world, and and I see this part of the world so damn often that I'm just ready to get out. Now, this list of questions is something that, um, as we have guests in the future, that I will be asking them. Okay. Uh, so I hope that uh, I'm really interested to see kind of what they go through now. It could take 15 to 20 minutes for us to answer those questions. <laughs> um, I'm guessing, depending on how in-depth they want to go, I don't know that I've ever met anybody who likes to pontificate as much as you and I. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also why we're doing a podcast. So hope you enjoyed this time that you got to get to know Colby and myself. Uh, If you have any questions or you want us to dive a little bit more into anything else, please feel free to leave us a comment and we will do our absolute best to answer as many, if not all of them, as we possibly can. And until next time, uh, we'll see you later.